I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Matters podcast. And our guest this week, who you will find totally fascinating, is Mia Northrop. Now, Mia wants to share with us this notion of what she calls life admin. So welcome, Mia. How are you today? Hi, Carrie. I'm very well. It's been a great week. Isn't it nice to hear? We're both sort of watching and waiting to see what's happening around our our ecosystem, basically our life admin ecosystem uh, due to the virus. But most of us seem to be able to manage to thrive even in abrupt and uncertain circumstances. And I think that's the joy of having some IT at our fingertips that we can connect and then looking to how we can collaborate at the same time. So you're very welcome. Now, we know that Thriving Matters podcast is all about talking to guys and gals who are fairly ordinary, ordinary guys and gals, just like you and I, who are doing extraordinary things in their life work. So it's it's with great pleasure that we have you today. Now, listeners, you must um, know that Leah is, Mia is a podcaster as well. Her podcast, um, she's the co-host of Life Admin, Life Hacks podcast. She's the co-author of a forthcoming book, um, admin how to book and then she's also published uh that'll be published early next year so something to look forward to for 2022 from harper collins and the book will be life in admin how to book is that right yeah it's it's called we just nailed the title this week it's taken six <laughs> months of back and forth thing to nail the title so it's life admin hacks how to control chaos clear your headspace and uh, streamline your life. Oh my gosh. So life admin is this, like, it's the homework of life. It's all of the booking, dealing with bills, managing logistics of kids, sorting out your social life, doing your tax, doing your will, comparison shopping. It's all that kind of personal administration that we all have to do that no one likes doing. Yeah, so and all... often gets put on the back burner, doesn't it? It's, I haven't got time, time for that until it's right at the nth degree. And you're going to help me because you're going to um, help me undo my tongue-tiedness this morning. So this is real and happening. It's, it's, I've been on two Zooms to England this morning, so maybe that's the problem. Oh, or is it Friday, Friday? Early morning, you know, it's the end of the week. Good but yes, you're right. Life admin is often on the back burner. It's actually often quite invisible in terms of the that we don't really acknowledge it. Like we have these things to do, we have these to-do lists, but it's continual. And yet we rarely stop to consider how to do it better. There's a lot of focusing sort of in your personal life on like parenting or dealing with household chores. But this whole life admin thing, it's one of those areas where 
to tame it, you really need to name it and define it so that you can think about, all right, what are the tools? What are the mm. habits? What are the processes that are actually going to make this really efficient and hopefully minimize it, or at least make it easier to share within your household? Oh, and look, I think you've said the operative word there, share, yeah. because and any I, I'm a firm believer that any relationship isn't equal. Mm. You know, some days it's 60-40, other days it's 90-10, or it can re be reversed. But the, the ideal is that we get to actually share and complement. And right. um, it's it's like a um, an inclusion strategy, isn't it? We we include everybody in this. We we think um, that we're, you know, our job is, is more important than others. Well, this is a balance. So I just say. Actually, none of us are more important than the others. We're all we're all real. Um, we've all got various responsibilities, uh, which often can be a little bit skewed sometimes, depending yeah. on what's, what's happening. And we have done research, shows, and there is research out there that shows often in relationships, it's it's in heterosexual relationships, it'll be the woman that does most of the life admin, and that kind of creeps up. You know, the minute you have kids, uh, it really explodes and there's mm. conversations that need to be had in partnerships to say okay well this is all the work that's actually required a lot of it might have you know been kind of invisible or happening in the background but let's make it explicit let's discuss let's play to each other's strengths if there's someone mm. stronger on the financial side you take those tasks if there's someone who wants to handle all the social life and the kids extracurricular logistics you know they take that half and you can find what what feels fair to you but yes, every relationship is going to be different, but at least make it a conscious, intentional choice. I think that's where it comes. The difference is in like, let's make some intentional decisions mm. around, you know, how we're spending our time so that it's not mm. a burden to one person in particular. Yeah. And this is the whole, like, this is where the book came from. It came from personal experience. <laughs> My co-author and I, you know, we both very organised people, uh, always had diaries and schedules and to-do lists, but just got to this stage where it's like, what happened? Suddenly life feels chaotic and it was all this juggling and some of the friction that it can happen in a household yeah. when things do feel unfair and one person is carrying that mental load. So we were like, all right, let's, let's work out how to solve this. And this is a problem that, you know, it's not just our problem. This is a problem <laughs> that most people can relate to. You can listen to any conversation. And whilst we used to listen to them on the train going to work or at the bus stop, um, the conversations are still the same. You open up, you're going, I am, and most of the mums I hear say, I, I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. And it's like a badge of honour in a way. And I used to think, okay, is busy really making me feel that I'm needed? Is that is that my role in the world that I'm so important that, you know, no one can do without me? Well, now that I'm a little bit older and wiser, I'm looking and going, you know what? I don't want to be busy. I actually want to be productive. I yeah. want to be able to have the time to, to do some of the things that I really enjoy and are actually quieter than yeah. being the busy. Don't get me wrong. I still, still like to, to dance, to sit, to do all that. Very social. Yeah. Um, get out and expend some um, calories and get the blood pressure up, get the heart rate up. But it's more important now, and I wish I had some of these admin, these life admin tricks early on when I was a young mum. Yeah. I think there's two things that come to mind as you say that, Carrie. One is, I guess, the last 18 months with the pandemic, when everyone had, a, you know, no choice, you were not busy, 
well, I shouldn't say that. You weren't going out. You couldn't go anywhere. If you were in lockdown, which I know you're experiencing now, things got way less busy because everything's closed and you actually just have to stay at home. And that gave everyone a moment to reflect about how they do spend their time. And there's all this activity that's actually not very nourishing to them. It's not very enriching. So a reflection point there. And then I guess in terms of life admin, when you start to look at it closely, there can be some game-changing tools that massively impact how much time you need to spend on this. Things like password managers, having a shared digital calendar in your family so everyone can see where everyone is and who's doing what. That helps share the load like overnight. Um, things like to-do lists, things like going paperless, setting up direct debits. So all that paper clutter, goes away all that monthly or quarterly bill paying it goes away in terms of being tasks and they have an immediate overnight impact to sort of that your workload what a great what a great three couple of top couple of tips you've already given us Mia but I want I want to go back to your life admin hack that gets you out of bed daily with a smile on your face tell us what 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 does it for you? How do you get that smile on your face? Because you've got a fantastic smile. <laughs> I don't know if it's a life admin hack that gets me out of this <laughs> question. I guess I have clarity around what my day, what I want to have done, do that day. It's not like I don't I have some structure to my day. I don't structure every single minute. But I do know what I'm going to be focusing on that day. And I do know where I'm going to have fun in the day, like what I've got to look forward to. And that's because I have thought about my schedule and I have put in there the inevitable stuff so that it doesn't get overlooked, it doesn't pile up. And that's like, you know, meal planning or grocery shopping or the laundry. But I also put in the aspirational stuff, the fun stuff that I know is going to nurture me. So, you know, whether it's going to do some exercise or having time to read or catch up with friends, that's actually in the calendar as well. So mm. if you want to make a change in your life and spend more time doing X, actually put it in your calendar, carve out the time and defend that time so that you Ooh. can do X. I like that, defend the time. I think that is, that's, it's important. And there's no, there shouldn't be any judgment on that either from yourself. Mm. So I shouldn't be doing this, but I really want to. Um, it, it should be, I love that, defend the time. So I've already got a Joan of Arc shield already happening as a visual. <laughs> There. Now tell me, if in your lifetime, has there been a significant person, event, um, I say author you've followed or interests that you've sought or stumbled across that's brought you to this point in your life? Mm, good question. A few come to mind. I think so about three, oh, I guess it's, yeah, three years ago, I started to listen to podcasts before I created my own. <laughs> and there have been a few that have been quite seminal. One is um, Gretchen Rubin's Happier. Uh -huh. So Gretchen Rubin is a US author. She writes around habits, routine yep. and happiness. She has a book called Better Than Before that's all about habits. And she provides all these strategies about how to embed them. So you, you can you hear sort of throwaway lines like oh you just do the same thing for 30 days and then the habit is stuck that's not actually how the behavioral science works. so she goes into how you know what actually strategies work for different types of people 
So that's been quite seminal. Uh, and her podcast is just, yeah, all sorts of thoughtful ideas, how to, how to just optimize your happiness. And there's another podcast called The One You Feed. And that name of that podcast relates to um, a sort of, I guess you'd call it a fable about feeding your bad wolf and feeding your good wolf. Sort of mm. that idea of yourself and your shadow side and where mm. you put attention, you know, that's what grows. And he, the, the, the host is Eric. I've forgotten his surname, even though I've been listening to it for three years. But he <laughs> has all sorts of guests, usually authors, but you know, all sorts of interesting people that just talk about different aspects of personal development and growth. And uh, there's been some, yeah, some, some podcasts that I've favorited and just go back to. I'm like, this should be annual listening for me. I need to listen to this regularly because it's really helping me shift in some way. So uh-huh. those two podcasts I love and I recommend, along with The Knowledge Project, um, uh-huh. which is also similar, lots of focus on just, uh, you know, tapping into all of the knowledge that's already out there so we don't feel like we have to reinvent the wheel mm. so we're smart people who spend a lot of time thinking about you know everything so yeah. the aim of that podcast is really bringing that to light and again I really love the sessions on growth and habit formation and and your personal mm. development um, I, I'm fascinated. There are, there's been an explosion of podcasts uh, <laughs> and there's some fantastic lenses that people put on how you talk about different things and opening up the conversation so we've got access to not just seeing and being on a screen all the time we've actually got access now to audio input that's really exception exceptional um one of my favorites i'll share with you one of my favorites is um dr rogan uh rogan chatterjee's uh feel better live more okay um out of out of the uk Oh, my gosh, backed up by top uh, global researchers in all the different fields. And he covers breathing, nutrition, um, sleep, you name it, goals, you know, um, addiction. It's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But I really do like the fact that he's not just, um, you know, pulling somebody off the street saying, what is it you do? Everyone has a story. Everyone has shows that they're they're thriving daily can be not easy, but they've got some certain things in place. So one of your one of your favorite habits that you do each day, tell us, tell our listeners what might be one of your thriving habits that you use each day, apart from your calendar. You've already just told us about your calendar. Yeah. Is well, yeah, I think it would have to be meditation, mm-hmm. Gary. Uh-huh. I think uh taking that time out usually in the morning for me it's either first thing when I wake up or I'll I'll go and do some exercise and come back and then spend 10 or 15 minutes just doing a guided meditation and I the clarity that that can bring and taking that time to just slow down and observe your thoughts I find very powerful and I probably started that about four years ago Mm -hmm. I think that's that's how I got through the pandemic, I reckon. So yes. Melbourne, you know, we went into lockdown. We had, I don't know, was it six weeks in the end? It was a long time. I've yeah. kind of popped it out. But I meditated every day. And I had, um, I actually had a little acronym in my head to do what men's, as in M-E-N-D-S-S. And the acronym stands for mindfulness or meditation, exercise, 
nature, diet, just eating healthily, sleep, and social connection. Mm. Each day I just say, okay, what can I do that mends? Like, what do I need? Do I need to get into nature? Do I need to be eating more healthily? Do I need to, you know, spend a bit more time meditating or chatting to people, actually going, you know, connecting with others? And that would just help me each day just ground myself mm. and check in with myself, really. Mm. I guess I still do that on a daily basis. I think about, you know, which lever can I pull to, to balance myself out? I like the uh, the acronym that uh, because it, it works. It's yeah. very powerful, isn't it? Because yeah. in a way, it's it's a self self medication. It's a self way yeah. of of looking yeah. after you of your own. We have a lot of inbuilt wisdom, I think, that sometimes we don't tap into. Um, and I, I often go back to thinking, well, I've practiced it so much, or I've done it so much, it's become who I am and what I do. And I've probably I'm on autopilot with it. So there's an automatic sort of lever. You know, I don't need to do the gears, the gear shifts. Um, it, it just goes there when I when I accelerate or when I decelerate, you know, um, different things kick in. Yeah. I love it. Very well done. Well done. <laughs> I think some of that came from um, there's a beautiful podcast, Potential Psychology, that Ellen Jackson has focused on positive psychology. And uh, there were some ideas that, yeah, that sort of led to that men's acronym yeah nice but it's lovely Carrie that you've got to that point where it is you know it's it is ingrained for you and it is automatic I think yeah yeah great place to get to now if you had a crystal ball Mm -hmm. and you had seen the future for yourself um would you have have done anything differently in in your life work um say now than say a decade ago. So I'll give you a 10 year space. Oh God, 10 years. Is that too long? Would you like five? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years is probably good. I have a 10 year old daughter. So we'll do it, you know, perhaps if this was just before I had kids, would I do anything differently? Hmm. Oh. Interesting. It's a, it's a great question, isn't it? Yeah. The, I often think I often think hindsight's a pain in the butt, but uh, it can be quite helpful in other areas. Yeah. I I don't know if I would have done anything differently. I wish I'd discovered some things earlier. Ah, is that the same thing, or is that a little different? No, no. I think you. <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> but as I say that, I only discovered them because I went through certain things. So I don't know if I could have discovered them earlier. Um, maybe I could have been more open to them earlier, but I, it was kind of circumstances. And I guess when I'm saying I, um, I wish I'd discovered positive psychology a bit earlier in the piece, I think that would have been really helpful. Others uh, and authors I would have wished I'd discovered earlier in the piece. Yeah. So in the last few years, I have separated from my husband and we now co-parent our kids and have a you know, 50-50 split so I think the things that are coming to mind for me about are around things that I might have done differently in terms of our relationship and, you know, some of the help I might have sought out or mm. the um, behaviours I would have, you know, worked harder on. Or not maybe worked harder on, but had better tools to work on. Yeah. 
which I've only really discovered probably more recently. So do you think you think that's a driver for your for your new book and for your podcast series? Absolutely. I think um, one of my motivations is really to to reduce the suffering that happens out there. On a, on a, and these little tolerations, really. I'm, you know, it's not suffering in a grand sense, but just these little tolerations that we have. Um, and to empower people to say, yeah, let's become aware of them. And then once you're aware of things, you know, you have some choices you can make that can lead to some really profound change. And, yeah, I think that's... Um, that motivation to just let people live authentically and really get more in touch with their, their values and their needs and how they can have those needs met skillfully. I think that's, yeah, some of which, which drove the book. I wonder if that's why they're saying, you know, older and wiser, um, mm -hmm. we, of, we often say, because I'm, I would agree with you. I feel that I could have... Um, benefited greatly from uh, what I call the EI way of life um, early as, a, as an early mum, as a young mum, um, and then going through those those amazing teenage years <laughs> with them. And now they're, they're adults and I'm still learning from them. I look at them and I go, oh, wow, did I really help create you? Because I, <laughs> I just go, and so I learned so much from the kids and I think, well, mine are now... Um, older adult children so ranging from you know 39 down to 31 yeah. um, there's four four in there um, and I now look at them and I look at the grandkids now that we have and I go I've got a different lens mm. we've got some similar lenses but then I look at them and I go actually this this is this is different now um, mm. and and that when I look think about that I think well that's my own self-awareness as well so yeah. I'm, I'm not the same person as well. So, so I think, yeah, I, I would agree. Isn't it? Yeah. To have the evidence of your own personal growth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, yeah, so, having kids, and that's, uh, you know, one of the biggest triggers for, for becoming more mindful because, yeah, they're challenging in all sorts of ways. And I think that the success of your parenting really relies on your own self-awareness. So... Yeah, it's a massive time for personal growth. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> right in your face, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Mia, yeah. I'm interested in um, you know, every everyone that I um have on the podcast tells me you know a favorite quote that they have or a favorite author, and um, one of yours is um, put down your phone, turn off the TV, and make one of your dreams come true, um, instead. And I'm wondering, have your dreams come true at the, at the moment? Are they coming true? They're coming true. One of my dreams, one of my life goals was to write a book and to have a book published. So, you know, when we got the, the call from HarperCollins to say, yeah, we love it, we're going to publish it, I just, want to, I just actually laid down on the ground. <laughs> After jumping up and down a little bit with my kids and screaming and then saying, what's happening? I'm freaking out I actually just laid out on the ground because it was it's a goal that I've had since I was a teenager oh. I didn't think it would be this book necessarily I thought it would be fiction and I will write some fiction that's on stage I'll publish some fiction but yeah 
that dream is definitely coming true. So that's been very exciting. It's just um, that well done you that is sensational and I I think for your children to see you on the ground <laughs> so so excited I think that's brilliant that's brilliant <laughs> mummy's going crazy yeah, I'm, like, I'm super excited right now and I just, ah! but yeah it was you know and it wasn't you know my daughter said oh you're very lucky and I said well luck's part of it but we planned it we we created a plan. We started the podcast because we knew we actually wanted to write a book and we knew the podcast would help us build an audience. It would force us to do the research. We'd start building a brand, start building our credibility and authority. So, you know, we did that for 18 months before we started putting the book proposal together. And then there was a lot of, you know, work around the book proposal and, and expanding our network around that. Um, then shortlisting who we're going to pitch it to and researching the publishers and then pitching. So it's, it's always lucky to get a book deal because there's so many awesome ideas out there. But there was also a lot of planning and thinking and time invested um, and dollars invested to actually, you know, get that result. Well, um, and this is often looks so glamorous, doesn't it? It looks like it's happened overnight. You're an international overnight success um, or, or a, you know, um, a, a country success, but the hard work and hours and self-belief yeah. what you're doing also has to be, has to have a pragmatic view, also has to, has to have planning in place. You have to have a structure. That's and right. I'm sure there's been a few hiccups. In hindsight, you could have done Perhaps you could have done something a little bit differently. It might have gotten you to the next place quicker. Yeah. But you're, you're self-reflective. You've got some great skills already in place. So you can look at those and go, yep, I'll have a laugh at myself over that or a laugh with my part, my co, my co-author with about that. <laughs> and um, we just keep moving on. We're measuring on. <laughs> That's it. There are definitely things we can do better. And we knew at the time, it's like social media is one of them. I'm like neither of us are into it. We knew that if we put more energy into it and got a bit more sophisticated in it, we'd probably have a better result. But, you know, we made, we, at least we made a conscious choice around that. So, we, like, there's only so much we can do. That's not going to be an emphasis for us right now. Um, and in the middle of all of this, you know, I ended up getting separated and going through this big life event. So there was a lot of emotional pain and logistics to deal with. But we just kept on trucking along with the podcast in the background. <laughs> Um, so in a way, the project was nice because it was this continuity through that period. But yeah, the sort of the structure and some of the rituals we had helped us get through some of those sticky bits um, and also helped us sort of reevaluate where, where really should we be focusing our time because uh -huh. there's only so much time and energy we have after full-time work and kids and social life and everything else that happens it's it's massive yeah it's 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 a full life isn't it yeah 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 full so life. that idea of having a, a cadence to the year and and noticing all right well, this is a period where we can work intensely together we'll shoulder that intensity but we know that that's not sustainable so all right then we'll have a period where we can just rest we'll have some reflection time mm. and then we'll come back at it so, yeah, we're very glad that from the get-go we decided to have seasons for the podcast so that we weren't just constantly having to publish. Um, but little decisions around that and just recognising, you know, yeah. we're not machines, we need downtime. 
Well, you have to decide what what is going to work for you so you can do the best you can. So we're, we're always talking about being the better person each day um, and how, how, how can we help ourselves? So your life admin hacks, are there a couple um, of other things that you would be happy to share with, with the listeners around uh, what, what's going to be in your book? Because I think that's, that's so exciting. But also if they pop onto your podcast, um, I think... There's, there's nothing better than saying to a fellow podcaster, how about we uh, we just toot toot your horn for you because I think that's that's the, the best oh, gift we can give each other. Toot <laughs> away. So the, the, the podcast, if you go back to episode one, it's actually structured pretty much in the same order as the book because we, that's sort of how the research played out. And we found that really if you start with your foundations, your tools, they enable everything else to happen a lot more smoothly. And that was, uh, as I mentioned before, getting a password manager to manage all of your accounts for everything so you don't have to think about it and you have access to everything wherever you happen to be, whether it's on your phone or your tablet or at work or at your home computer, you just have access to everything you need. So the password manager, digital to-do lists, everything in one place as opposed to sticky notes, things in a notebook, <laughs> a few things in reminders, a few things in notes, a few things on your computer. I, it can get out of control very quickly. You can be a single source of truth on your phone. And then one of the kind of um, helpful things with those to-do list items is that we came up with three categories of sort of tasks. There will be things that actually just don't, shouldn't go on a to-do list that are very fast that we call two minutes too easy. Oh, I so like that. If there's something that. that's really quick, just do it then. If it's taking yeah. less than two minutes, don't put it on your list. Just do it right then and then it's done. Yeah. So that's the two minutes too easy. Then you have your 10-minute time killers. And this Ooh. is how I actually structure my to-do list on my phone. So uh-huh. I have a 10-minute time killer list. And this is all the stuff that you could do in sort of downtime between other things. So it might be in between meetings or in the car waiting to pick up someone or you're standing in a queue or, you know, mm. you've got these little windows of time and you can quickly get things off this list. And then the other tasks we put into an hour of power. So <laughs> these are things where you actually have to sit down and this might be, you know, you've got to do some comparison shopping because your phone's out of contract and you need to know if you're on the best deal or whether you should be upgrading your plan or, you know, we all have these plans that expire every 12 months or two years or they're month to month. It's outrageous. Um, so, you know, if you're shopping around or you need to plan a birthday party or, um, you know, things that to take a bit of analysis, have an hour of power and actually schedule that. So instead of that task, just sitting in your head, adding to the chatter, thinking, I've got to do this. I can't forget this. When am I going to do it? Actually have a recurring time in your calendar for that hour of power where you can sit down and do some of those meaty things. And just the peace of mind that that brings is enormous because you've got, you know that you have dedicated time to focus on it, which means you can stop thinking about it now. You don't have to wake up in the middle of the night you know that you're going to have your hour of power on Sunday or you're going to, it's in your 10 minute time, time killer list and you're going to knock it over when you're picking your kid up from swimming lessons, whatever it might be. And then you can just free up that headspace. So that, that kind of categorization is oh, massive. Beautiful. Difference. What, what great 
great three little categories you've come up with. Um, and I just thinking then what a bonus it is when you've completed those and you consistently use that, you're going to actually get your, your good chemicals happening. We're going to yeah. get the boost. We're going, going to get, get the boost of feelings of achievement and satisfaction and a can-do attitude that I can actually tackle the harder stuff. Yeah. That right. means, yeah. That's yeah. your oh. main hit every time you hit the checkbox. Um, <laughs> and you do, you get that sense of agency because you've, you've, progressed you've, you've experienced some of that success so it is very much that virtuous circle mm. that keeps you motivated especially the hour of power things when you have chunky things that have just they can become blockers they're sitting on your list for so long yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they're there and they just wait yeah, they just, like I can't even I can't even um, they get they gain weight don't they <laughs> as, as they sit there but yeah. your those three categories don't just work for what we would consider our our sort of our life side of living they also are for people in business in, in jobs yeah. whatever whatever you do they apply to what I like to call the life work uh, bring bring together the, the life and the work together yeah 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 thank you for sharing those that was fantastic so I know I'm going to be looking forward to that to your book when it comes out in 2022 yes, we're just confirmed the date this week oh, congratulations January 5, it's coming out so okay oh, January 5 um if I'm just thinking now you know we're we're still watching the pandemic um take its toll across across the globe across the world and um if you had a message for people or or an insight that you'd like to offer mm. um I'd love you to share that with us is there something that's been on your mind that you really want to flap your butterfly wings and get it around the world? Ooh, <laughs> visual. See what happens. I'll flap my wings, see what impact it has. Yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like there's never been a better time to chase your dreams and to chase what really matters to you. I feel that a lot of people, you know, you get to a certain season in life and they kind of let go of their dreams. They think, oh, it's never going to happen for me. Um, and, you know, you might have pipe dreams that you're going to become a PGA golf star or something. I'm thinking about things that are probably a bit more, <laughs> a bit more, um, perhaps more important. But, yeah, I think at this, at this stage, don't dismiss the idea that the goals you set for yourself can't be achieved. Mm. That's, there's, and uh, there would be a lot of naysayers at the mm. moment depending on how they they look at most things if they've got a sort of an optimistic outlook or whether they they verge more towards the neutral or pessimistic um one of the things that i really love and how i've met you is through a network yes so it, it's connecting to collaborate and what you find out about people doesn't necessarily have to be all business because we're not all business mm. um holistically we're we're full of um so much that we probably don't even understand about ourselves as well um, but when we're together uh those those i get the visual of the neutrons and electrons buzzing around the atom right uh, um and and i just think that's that's the connect to collaborate idea that we do here and how we uh how we can be in each other's orbits for various times for various purposes and how we can energize each other um, and it's it's a real it's a real gift so and that I think brings creativity as well yeah. 
you know, you'll be inspired by what other people do and you'll see, um, see that, you know, things that they're achieving, if they can achieve it, like, why not me? So I find it very inspiring yeah. and it does get you thinking more creatively when you have that connection. Why not me? I love it. Absolutely. Well, Mia, I've had a great uh, chat with you today. So I really thank you for, um, for sharing your uh, fabulous news about the book launch, your handy tips around your life admin. Um, that little acronym of yours, Men. MENS, mm. a mind, mindfulness and meditation exercise, something in nature, good diet, sleep, social connection i think that's very powerful very easy together as well carrie <laughs> now if anyone would like to get in contact with you mia what's your best contact details well i can come along to lifeadminlifehacks.com you can find me on linkedin you can find me at insta at lifeadminlifehacks or facebook or just email me mia at lifeadminlifehacks.com that is beautiful. Thank you so much. And listeners, of course, if you'd like to know more about me, you'll find me on all socials, Carrie Benedett. Uh, Global Leaders Thrive is an initiative that came out of COVID um, and lockdown in 2020, uh, has been a bit of a dream. So we are all leaders within our own right, but our thriving is really what matters. And it's not easy. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot of roller coastering that goes around in life, but it's how we, we look at it, how we see it, um, how we can have a bit of a laugh at ourselves, but also how much our, our connections are also there to support us in what we do. Just remember, give us a little bit of love on your favourite podcast platform. Um, every podcaster likes that. So you might like Mia's and you might like mine. Give us a bit of a review after you've heard an episode. Over to you now. You are precious. Your thriving matters. So go gently, but have some fun. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you again, Mia. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 